For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Ah, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday night. That means we just got through three hours of Monday Night Raw, and that means these three fellas are going to chat about it right here on Wrestling Inc. I'm Jack Farmer at Real Jack Farmer. We got Justin LaVar at Justin LaVar and Raj Geary at Raj Geary underscore 303. <laughs> <laughs> that tickles you every time you say that. Just in case, just in case you want to call them, you got the first three of the ten yeah. digits down. <laughs> uh, lots of stuff to talk about. We had a great chat on Saturday, right after the Royal Rumble, and we talked for a while about all sorts of stuff. Yet here we are, and it feels like we've already got a hot, fresh plate of new things to break down. I'm excited to get into it, but before we do, as I always like to ask, how are you guys doing today? It's Monday. <laughs> i'm good man you know i'm starting a uh a fitness february starting tomorrow so it's no caffeine uh Ooh. no booze just uh Ooh. it's working out four four to five times a week and uh we'll see we'll see where it goes so i, I plan on just eating like shit for the rest of the night tonight yes well, you gotta fill up. You just gotta carbo load. Yeah. If you call it carbo load, it it feels like it's it's not just eating poorly. Yeah. Uh, you're a smart guy, though, Raj. February, the shortest month of the year. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but but I'm hey, doing July. <laughs> but hey, <laughs> it's still a good thing to do. Um, in the chat already, we got a super chat from Mia Lee. Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, there's not a comment in there, so if you do have a comment, just go ahead and say it, and uh, we will make sure to read it on air. Uh, it does does look like you say later uh, i called it becky versus lita saturday i said mania but chamber close enough lol i'll give you the points for that um but uh yeah so lots of stuff going on we had uh some news items that sort of rolled through this weekend even though it was just two days ago that we last chatted the biggest one i think was that matt hardy confirmed jeff hardy's clean drug test and wwe's hall of fame offer uh, on the Mattitude Monday stream on his Twitch chan- channel, Matt Hardy provided an update on his brother, Jeff Hardy, saying he just got off the phone with his brother prior to the stream. And uh, he said, whenever my brother ended up being released, he had taken a drug test. And usually these te- drug tests come back in 10 to 14 days. You'll get the sheet that says you are compliant and you were negative on everything. Those 10 to 14 days had been up for him and he never got a result. And he was very curious of where his result was because he knew he had passed the drug test because he hadn't been doing drugs. Um, of course, obviously, there was that um, a lot of speculation because that video of him leaving during a match. And so a lot of people were wondering what was going on here. But um, says sounds like it was a clean drug test, which I think for a lot of us uh, is kind of the best possible news, right? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but then what was it? Um, why is he leaving mid-match and you know going to, to the crowd and walking away what, what he need there needs to be uh more than that so you know that could if it wasn't drugs 
it was something. So what was it? Uh, you know, just him trying to quit. I don't buy that. Uh, I don't buy him. Uh, the, the, you watch it. There are other. He could have no showed that show if he's looking to quit. Um, there was more to it. So I don't know what it is, but uh, he he needs to address that. Yeah. And- and it is interesting. I mean, I, and I know Matt's just the more he's always been his whole career, like the one is more engaged with the fans who does social. You know, Matt was a kind of a one of the first guys that did a lot of the social media the way he has uh, him. I mean, he's speaking for Jeff like Jeff's, you know, Jeff's kind of, you know, we have, you know, we don't, you know, it's like he's speaking for Jeff and it's like, you know, I mean, have Jeff come on and do talk more. I mean, I think Jeff was did hop on Matt's new podcast not long ago, but. I don't know. It is. It is interesting that like Matt's given all of the play-by-play of what happened here. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. I think it's definitely something we'll we'll see unfold as the months continue on. But again, at the very least, I think a lot of us were worried about the the drug test thing. To hear that that was clean, that's definitely a sigh of relief for a lot of people. Now it's just uh, as us uh, nosy folks want to know what was happening with that whole video going on and and and, and Matt also did confirm that the report that uh, John Laurinaitis had called Jeff after this release and then it said like what about a hall of fame induction this year and jeff turned that down so that's interesting too that's very interesting to turn down a hall of fame induction um because that that would tell me that something was awry with with things again well speculating but also you turn it down because if you agree to hall of fame induction then you know you're back under their control whereas you know if he waits out to 90 day which would be which would be up in march you know, he's free to do whatever and him and Matt are already taking independent bookings and appearances. And of course, you know, the, the treasure land of a, the treasure land of AEW, of course, is in everybody's mind of, of an eventuality, but if he takes the hall of fame, they probably, you know, lock him down. So he can't do that. Do you think, do you think he goes in the hall of fame eventually anyways? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. No, as, a, as, as a tag team, I don't know about a single star right. again, but as a tag team, for sure. He I mean, was there, a there WWE champion. People. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know, they're like the Steiner brothers, you know, you'd say, yeah, of course, them, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. it's not so, well, the hard, the Hardys will. I mean, the, absolutely. The, Hardys. the Steiners will go in at some point as well. I would and when, when Braun Breakers uh, of enough of a name, he gets to induct them. He, that'll happen. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that, that would be a very interesting. Scott, uh, Scott definitely did burn some bridges. But... <laughs> Uh, How many wrestlers do you know have their photo at the uh, at the security gate where it's like, "Don't let this guy in"? And uh, Scott Steiner, he he was there. Don't let this guy in. Name Scott Steiner, aliases Big Bad Booty Daddy, (laughs) aka. AKA. (laughs) How How do you feel if you're the poor security guy that looks at the picture, sees Scott Steiner, and he's like, "I want to come in." Yeah. What are you gonna do? He, 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 he walks up to you. I'm going in. Yeah, I don't do? know how much they pay those security guys, but it's not worth it. No, nope, nope. <laughs> nope. I don't need this job that bad. You're going in if you want to go in, buddy. <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, so, um, Sophie Dopey in the chat says this raw was awesome. I'm inclined to agree. Everyone says that uh, that say that all the time, but this was a fun one. I thought. Um, Zook Enigma says, I heard that Jeff hit his head and was wonky. Then why haven't they said that, though? Say that, though. Right, exactly. So yeah. Jeff should say that. If, if he was briefly concussed or whatever. Um, you watch the video. It didn't look like he hit his head. He just all of a sudden just started going outside. I, look, I don't know what it is, but uh, uh, it it's suspicious. Yeah, it's... 
I mean, it, yeah, I, I don't like to speculate on that stuff either. Unless there's like a video or a confirmation, then I don't like to really go down right. that road too much. But absolutely, something that was confirmed. Kurt Angle's returning to TV. He said it himself on the Kurt Angle show uh, that um, that he says he did receive a call from WWE and they want me to be involved in the show for the next month or so. I'm really excited about it, so we'll see what's in store for me. Um, I Now, I think, I don't know about you guys, but when I hear that he's going to be involved, I immediately think either some kind of manager or a GM or whatever. Is do we? What's his health like? Is it possible for him to get in the ring? Do we know? I don't know if he's on the, I mean, you know, obviously he wrestled and came back and wrestled, you know, um, I think 2017, you remember he was with the shield. And uh, so, I mean, it's maybe it's still possible. I mean, we've seen obviously a lot of miracles by way of, of guys and girls that we thought were done that, that are, that are getting cleared and coming back. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, I think it's possible that you could at least consider him in a storyline where maybe he's not going out doing a, you know, 20 minute payoff match, but maybe it's something where he, you know, physicality can't happen. Whether that means he's a manager and he's bringing the next up and comer or whatever. I, I hate the fact that he said in, in his quote uh, for the next month or so, I hate when he that, when it puts that timetable cap because it's like, all right, well, that kind of takes off him being a GM or, um, you know, I don't know, but uh, he's always a draw whenever he's on. It usually at least attracts a little bit of attention for the time being. And he's, you know, great with live events with the people chant along with the song. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know what, Kurt is one of those guys, when I think back to the skits he did with Steve Austin, when they did the singing backstage with the cowboy hat, he was hilarious. Mm -hmm. But then when he did the last GM role, he sucked. Like, he yeah. wasn't good in that role. Like, doing the scripted stuff and not being able to uh, just be on his own, I guess. He, he just wasn't... Uh, that good. So I, I, I don't know what they're going to do with him. Um, I'm hoping it's something with Chad Gable. Chad Gable is really coming into his own. He just is firing on all cylinders. And I think, you know, the comparisons to Kurt Angle are there. And I just think doing something with him just elevates Chad Gable. So that's, that's where I'd put him something, something with him. I could get behind that. I said last week, Chad Gable's giving me huge Kurt Angle vibes, you know, with the comedy and, of course, having the legitimate background that he does, he can tout. So, yeah, that'd be that'd be potential there. Yeah. Would you like to see them team up in some way or have Kurt Angle be his uh, his rival, maybe challenging Gable in some way? Maybe not in a match, but maybe being the guy that, you know, is maybe picking other guys over Gable and sending Gables to, sending guys to fight Gable, if that makes sense. What if he did something like uh, Gable keeps reaching out to Angle, wanting him to help him out, and Angle's just irritated? And, you know, like, yeah, and you just build on that. And uh, he's like, all right, I'll give you a couple tips here and there. And, you know, something like that I think would be fun because they are both hilarious and uh, they just have a natural uh, gaff for comedy. So I think, uh, I think you could do some real good stuff there. Yeah, you could have Kurt, you know, look, I'm the, you know, I'm the dean of the Alpha Academy here, or, or, or you know, I'm going to better, you know, shape up Otis here. And they're kind of fighting over who's, you know, who's training, you know, who's the better teacher for Otis. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of, you can get a lot of miles out of that, without, again, without Kurt having to do any bumping. And if they don't overscript it to what Raj said about, you know, his last run as GM, if they kind of just let it, you know, let, let a little bit of, uh, let a healthy level of improv happen, I think there could be some, some real, real good stuff. And that, again, that, that, yeah, that's elevating. 
you know, I could see them. Yeah, they're getting like fighting over Otis, and then eventually you get the <laughs> the Kurt Angle snap, but out of uh, Gable, and Gable then ankle locks uh, Kurt Kurt Angle, and then that sends Angle out, and Angle can't come back, and now he's the big villain that took out Kurt Angle, even though technically Baron Corbin did that a few years ago. Just kind of running it back as as we do on Raw, mm-hmm. and letting Gable be the one to say he took out the last Olympic wrestler. Gable versus Angle. I mean, that's a that's a big match. You know, that would be that's a mania match. Yeah, it's a WrestleMania match, absolutely. And uh, you know, I know uh, Kurt's retired, but you could definitely do it. Or Gable Stevenson, 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 Stevenson. I say it wrong every time. One Everyone does that. I'll get it right. <laughs> um, so Terry Allen Jr. says Matt said Jeff was stressed out for many reasons. Okay. <laughs> there needs to be more for for something like that look i love jeff i love matt um doing something like that in the middle of a match that's not normal how often have you seen that so um explain it if if there was something there explain it uh if it wasn't drugs cool but explain what it was yeah um so, uh, yeah, so before we get in the show, I do want to say real quick thanks to everyone who's joining us in the chat, whether it be uh, Jason, whether it be Francesco, whether it be Bernie, DC, Doom Tribe, uh, Joseph Boza, Michael the Virus, Ryan, uh, all of you guys, thank you so much for being here. If you're listening afterwards or if you're on YouTube, remember to like, comment, share, subscribe, five-star review, all the good stuff. Uh, let's talk about this Raw, though. This Raw... I thought this was a fun one. This felt fast paced. Stuff was happening. Stuff mattered. And we started off with uh, Adam Pierce coming out and uh, Lashley coming out dressed a little like Seth Rollins, I thought. Uh, <laughs> but they say that the Elimination Chamber is too dangerous. And it ends up, even that though that may be the case, not only is Bobby Lashley going to be in the Elimination Chamber and defend his title, but Brock Lesnar is putting himself in there and I know I wasn't a big fan of a lot of things and of, of the Royal Rumble, and I know that I feel like I know where the Elimination Chamber is going. I'm excited to see these two guys in an Elimination Chamber match together. I don't really care, uh, but Justin Labar, how do you feel about this opening segment? Uh, it was uh, entertaining and, you know, energetic. I mean, Brock's out there in his ring gear, which he notes, and Brock, you know, Brock doesn't wrestle in Raw or SmackDown, so to see him in his ring gear on Monday is just kind of like, whoa, that caught me with, you know, he wasn't Cowboy Brock out there, so this was energetic. I mean, Brock, you know, making them hit the the, the dump button, he's just cursing <laughs> out of his mind, but he's Brock Lesnar. And yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward, I, I don't, I don't, I can't remember him ever being in the, in the Elimination Chamber match, so that's he's kind of... He's never ex- been one. Okay, yeah. so that's exciting, and obviously, you know, there's just easy marketing history of, you know, Brock inside of a, a cage structure, so... Yeah, and then as the night would go, when we see how the rest of this field plays out, you know, this is a this is a pretty stacked elimination chamber. It's what I tweeted and predicted going into Rumble that I thought it made sense for whoever wins the Rumble to ultimately have their title match on SmackDown because leave the chamber for Raw because Raw has so many guys to that 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 would fit that are in that that are re- ready to break through. Um, and and we kind of see that so. Yeah, I, I thought this was a great opening segment. A great opening segment for us, but Bobby Lashley continues just to look. I mean, yeah, he got the win as Brock kind of mocked him, but Bobby Lashley just looks so weak. Just he just just looks so weak in the same ring with Brock. It's a, it's a good point, uh, Raj. If 
does does Bobby Lashley does it hurt him if he loses in the elimination chamber? Does he come off as the weak guy or does he have to win? Does that fact that the title versus title feels like what's going to happen ruin the the chamber to you? What are, what were your thoughts just sort of hearing all this put together? I don't see them doing title versus title. I think it's going to be Lashley defending at Mania. I, I don't know if it's Seth Rollins or or who, but uh, I, it, 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 with WrestleMania being two nights, a title versus title doesn't make sense to me because it's putting so much in one match. And you have to, ha- I feel like you need two world title matches. You got the Ronda Rousey all, as well. That's probably going to be Saturday, Ronda versus Charlotte and then, or, or, or Becky. I don't it, the reports are that it's Ronda versus Charlotte, but after tonight, it just seemed like Becky feels like the bigger match. Um, anyway, I, I just think it, it's a Lashley versus whoever is the Saturday show, you know, the Saturday match that's going to happen earlier in the show, Ronda main events, and then it's Brock versus Roman Reigns for the main event on Sunday. See, I don't think they're going to do title versus title either for all the reasons Raj just said, but I also, I mean, by, you know, remember the chamber traditionally is you don't put the champion in the chamber. The chamber traditionally is you put all challenges in there. The winner is right. going to get to fight. So the fact that they're putting last, I mean, look, if they need to have last year's world title in Saudi Arabia, you know, they could just find a one-off singles match for him to have. But the fact they're having him defend in the chamber to me, and the fact that they're not, they seem not to really care that he's getting punked out so much by Brock still, Kind of tells me that he's going to be the transitional champ. That they 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 took it off Brock because they had to, so that way they can get Brock over to, to Roman's match. Bobby has it for the next three weeks, but that he's going to lose it, and they'll look at it as, oh, we protected Bobby. He lost it because he had to defend it against five other guys in the structure. Like I, if Bobby if Bobby walks out of the chamber still champion, who's he defending it against at Mania? Because the all the likely candidates for him to defend it, he would have just dealt with in the chamber, and that kind of feels like a watered down title match for mania to give me bobby versus somebody i just saw him in the same ring i don't know it just i feel like he's losing it in saudi arabia on the but, flip but side who, who wins that match then i, I don't well it, it, that's the that's the beautiful thing is that there's an i mean i could make a case for i mean we'll talk with the, about the show here. i i can make a case for pretty much everybody's in this match yeah. i can make a case for honestly i could biggie has all but disappeared i was gonna say um there was notable absence tonight no biggie yeah. No priest, no Omas, no Orton. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Orton, I, I feel like Orton. There's more to it. Um, I, I was going to say, can can Brock lose two big shows in a row and still actually it'd be three because he technically lost day one. He lost. That means he would have lost. Uh, no, he won. He day won one. day one. He won the title there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He won a day one, and he's and he still was the last man standing tall at the Rumble. I mean, even though he lost yeah. the title match, I mean, he still yeah. won the Rumble. So I, he, I don't. He was protected. I think I think Brock could not win in the chamber. And again, you can have Heyman or Roman or some shenanigans somehow infiltrate the chamber to to screw Brock. So which I think is actually what should happen to keep that that momentum going. So yeah, I think you can get away with Brock not winning the chamber. Uh, Sexy Pheasant says, "Is Charlotte not going to have an opponent for third straight pay per view?" She didn't have an opponent for day one and entered the rumble because of no opponent opponent. Now, opponent now, no opponent for the chamber. Well, we don't know that we haven't even had a SmackDown yet. I mean, like they, they could give her a match for chamber. So we don't know that. It's possible. You know, I, I I do kind of think Tony storm leaving kind of might've 
change plans a little bit because it seemed like that series wasn't done yet. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, that is true. Like, the, she should have, I feel like she should have had a match at the, the Rumble, something. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Mr. Miyapa says, uh, Rollins has been protected recently, so could win. Rollins is on fire right now. I think he could do anything. I don't think you want to hot shot the title that much. I, I think if Lashley wins it, like he did, I think he should be the champion going into Mania. If you're going to do Rollins, then it's Lashley versus Rollins. But I, I don't think you should have a, a title change at Elimination Chamber. Mm. You know what? You know what I'm thinking? Elimination Chamber. I'm thinking it's going to be Roy, uh, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. I think so too. That makes that makes all the sense in the world to me. Uh, Joe Cafaro says, "I read Riddle wins the chamber and faces Randy at Mania. Read that on Bleach Report. Not too sure how accurate that is. That would be one of the most. I, while Riddle, I always picture that when Riddle finally won the title, it would be like a Mania or SummerSlam moment. But that would be out of out of the options, other than Lashley and other than Brock, of who wins a chamber and then what do they do to make for an interesting." That would be one of the best stories. And with Orton not being in the chamber, again, it, it, it solves my problem of what I just said. If you, you don't want to you don't want to burn one of your mania title matches by having the two guys already in the chamber. So like that would be fresh. Um so yeah, that's not the worst idea. And it would give a good reason for them to break up, even though they're having fun and having success. You could see Orton becoming jealous of Riddle or something along yeah. those lines. Um Oh, Stellar Justin Lopez says Wrestle Votes reported there was a pitch to make Riddle Orton for the title at WrestleMania. It's weird to me Orton is not one of the participants in the chamber. Uh, maybe he just didn't want to be in the chamber. <laughs> uh, uh, Orton not being there tonight. I, I, again, I, I just feel like there's more to it. I don't know if he's injured or something happened. Uh, but that was uncharacteristic for you know, uh, with the storyline, like to not even appear. So um, right. Riddle Orton, I think that's, we've had a year of build, build, uh, you know, we saw them blow away Rhea and Nikki on a nothing raw after all the history. So I, I just don't have faith in it, but I think it would be, I think it would be great because you've had that that history. Um, Riddle defending, you know, Riddle with the world title. I, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. I do and too. I, I think with that build, the idea of those two fighting for a world title makes it feel right too. It feels bigger and better. And you have Riddle beat Orton, and it's it's that much more. I think Orton beats Riddle. It's not as you, you're kind of. It doesn't elevate him. But uh, him beating Orton in a WrestleMania world title match, that does. Mm -hmm. I like it. Well, you had alluded to uh, Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. They have a match. Uh, Nikki's using some sneaky moves, uh, but the, the power, the strikes, even a Northern Lights suplex from Rhea Ripley. Uh, Nikki is in position to win, but she poses, and that allows Ripley enough time to hit the Riptide for a clean one, two, three. Raj, kind of, I think what you were alluding to, are they heating up Rhea Ripley for something big? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, I, I just think, uh, yeah, I just think they blew this off way too quickly. 
Like I feel, I feel like that should have been a pay-per-view match like that. Even if it's the rumble pre-show is better than a nothing match on raw. And I, I just feel like it was a, you're seeing this with AJ and Omos. They have all that history and it was just a, a nothing match on raw. And, uh, you have 12 pay-per-views a year. It's not like you can't find, you know, a, a time to do these matches. So I don't know. I, I thought it was a waste. Well, I, I agree with you. You have plenty of premium live events uh, in a year. So, premium uh, live events. so use them. But, uh, but I disagree <laughs> with that, Raj. I, I think you're better off having it be a focal point of several segments on a Raw and really have full time and payoff on Raw versus pre-show. Because even, even as we joke about Raw's viewership and, you know, 1.7, 1.8 million, whatever. That's still way more than people that are actually watching a pre-show of any of the events. So, well, well, more more people are watching an episode of Raw than WrestleMania, but you still, but it, it pre- feels pre-show, pre-show at, feels pre-show feels so relegated. If, it does. If you, it if does. you can't make the actual main show, and you're the pre-show, it's so you're better off being on Raw, in my opinion. Okay, then but, why not the pay-per-view then? Well, Rumble pay-per-view is already long enough as is. Well, I mean, elimination uh, chamber. We got yeah. three weeks to go. Well, maybe, maybe I, I'm not. I, maybe Rhea's look isn't. Has Rhea gone to one of the Saudi shows? I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out. I don't know. I'm done. I'm dead. I'm kind of serious. The, I don't know what the well, right. You know. Well, on the other other end of that, even if it would be nice on a pay-per-view, do you would you be okay watching this play out for another three weeks? I feel like it's ran its course personally. It's it's been like eight, seven months, right? Why not another three weeks? <laughs> that's, that's fair too. It's kind of crazy too if you look. So going back to 2020 when the world shut down and we end up having PC mania, Rhea wins. She's you know, she's in the match. Like right around mania season, Rhea starts getting wins and she gets positioned as somebody important. And then after the, and then she doesn't win at Mania ever. And then she's just kind she of did last year. <laughs> oh, 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 it's actually she does. But then, then she's just kind of floundering around, and we're all like, "Oh, Vince doesn't get her." And then here she's back. It's like she's she's mania season uh, recovered. Yeah, she she was kind of sporting a new look uh, at the Royal Rumble with the make with the face paint, like the half paint. So I don't know. I I feel like they're getting her ready for a, something big. I don't know what it is, but I mean, I don't know if it's just a a WrestleMania season bump. But it feel I don't know. I feel like she's gonna get. A little bit more than what she's been getting lately. I don't think WWE gets her her character. I don't, I don't see it. Uh, we'll see. I hope so. She's uber talented. It's just underutilized. Um, Matthew Tech in the That's chat weird. says... It looks like I have a black eye right here with this uh, lighting. Okay. Anyway. Uh, Matthew <laughs> Tech in the chat says, If Riddle wins, how do you book Lash and Seth for WrestleMania? I don't right. think if Riddle wins, it's a guarantee you have Lash and Seth for WrestleMania. Mm. Right. If Riddle wins, that's it's Riddle and Orton and yeah. Lashley and whoever. Yeah. Uh, Tim Vanderbilt says Reed Riddle was planned. Red Riddle was planned to win Rumble before Brock. So the 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 rumor circulating is that Riddle was one of the people they wanted to win. I've seen that. I got to admit, I, you know, I haven't asked around today. It's been one of those days, you know, uh, that would have been a surprise for sure. Yeah. It would like, it sure. This certainly felt like the year that they should have had a, um, you know, potentially a new fresh blood of a, of a rumble winner, which obviously we hashed, you know, at length Saturday night. 
Uh, but the, it, but at the same time, it would have been a little odd to have. And I said this last Monday when we all talked. The fact they committed that they're going to continue doing this whole Alpha Academy challenge thing for the next couple of weeks. I said last Monday that's kind of weird. It kind of feels like that rules out any chance of Orton or Riddle winning the Rumble because they wouldn't have them win the Rumble when they still have to commit to these other. At that point, you win the Rumble, you go into Mania. Part of my language, but fuck an Alpha Academy challenge. You don't care about that. Yeah. You don't care about a scooter race anymore. So. I don't know. It, it, this is I mean, so maybe maybe there was like a whole lot of different options, and Riddle was one of the many options, which they just didn't settle on. Well, pump the brakes on not caring about a scooter race, okay? That's a pretty big deal, you know. <laughs> I think it's the first. Your name goes into history as the first winner of a WWE Raw scooter race. Come on, no, but I'm joking. But it, I with these kind of reports, I feel like you always get this list of people who were quote unquote supposed to win after the fact and i don't know riddle would be one of the most uh out of left field winner usually every year you kind of see the build to whoever wins so it, it just seems out of left field i don't know to, to justin's point if uh if they didn't have all this alpha academy stuff going on and it came down to randy orton and matt riddle as the final two that place would have gone nuts and i think him eliminating randy orton in his hometown would have been a massive that would have been a moment i think a, a big big moment that would have made riddle feel like he's at that stage but we'll see matthew tech also says i read shane produced the men's rumble match and talent were pissed especially that he plugged himself at number 28 um i mean sh- who knows I, I shane has actually been involved in rumble match you know, pro- I think you know pro- he, did he produce last year or the year before? But he one, has produced other. I, I think he. I think definitely the one in Houston. So yeah. twenty twenty. I mean, so so I can believe him being part. Like I can believe him being part of of a of a small committee of of people. You know, and there's a lot of a lot of moving parts in a rumble. So I can believe that. You have to always take the with a grain of salt. Like talent, we're pissed. I mean, it, maybe it's true, but also like you're talking about a lot of talent. So it yeah, could even you be talking to 30 guys and asking if right there, there, there could be there could be one person who was was told a few weeks ago they were going to have like 20 minutes in the rumble. They're going to eliminate a couple people. They're going to have like a certain segment of, of the rumble was going to be theirs. Uh, and that got shifted around because of five other moving parts. And that one talent is the source to whatever report you're 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 referencing Matt. so like it that it's very it could be one talent who was supposed to be there they all of a sudden got bumped and they're number 31 and they just didn't make it onto the rumble for whatever reason and they are then saying oh but everybody's pissed that i wasn't in the thing so it's you, you know you got to really kind of take that kind of stuff lightly yeah yeah i mean it, every year of the rumble there's gonna be people pissed with how they're booked <laughs> you know yeah. uh you got to take it with a grain of salt. Right. You, you know, my, my personally, this is my own personal thing. The stuff I, so like last year, I got both rumble winners ahead of, ahead of time. Uh, and I refused to put that on the site. Like I was like, if you want to know, you can DM me, I'll send it to you, but I'm not going to do an article on it. I, I just think um, in general with news, posting stuff that's going to happen is not the kind of news I like like right. that spoiler stuff is just, I don't know. It just takes the fun out of it. Uh, you know, I, the stuff I like posting in general is more 
if someone's released, that's news. Or if, um, uh, you know, you know, something along those lines. But when you're posting something that's going to happen in six hours, I just feel like you're just taking the fun away from mm-hmm. Well, and not to not to mention Raj, and I remember that last year, and that was you know that was for you, for you who's the owner of the site, and everything ultimately falls on you for better or for worse. I thought that was cool of you to do. And the other thing I think people forget is that like you, we can find out, or we can be told right now, this is what's happening. It is never official until it happens on TV. Right. Um, whether it changes because of the natural organic chaos that is just live TV at wrestling, or and this does that's I mean Raj can probably test. Sometimes if something does get out there, they will pivot just to just to pivot so it doesn't, you know, so so it disproves that report or that, you know, whatever. So yeah, you have to be very careful about oh, this is what's gonna happen. Oh, really? Okay, let's see it happen on live TV. Right. Out of curiosity, how far in advance did you get the winners? Um uh, the, the day of. Day of? Okay. Just yeah. so because uh, as we hear all these, like this is who was picked, it's interesting. It's just curious to see how far in advance. Oh, I think that's when they decided. As soon as they decided, I got the word. And uh, like I said uh, on Twitter, I just said, hey, uh, DM me if you want to know. I'm not going to post this on the site. Um, And yeah, and it was right. (laughs) Uh, I remember you doing that and I did not DM you because I didn't want to know. Seamus is on Raw Talk. Uh, Are we getting me versus Bad Bunny at Mania? (laughs) Um, I, do you mean Seamus or do you mean you? I think it's Seamus, yeah. Uh, I'd be okay to see Seamus versus Bad Bunny. Uh, for as much enthusiasm as Bad Bunny has, and he's you know he's obviously worked on some stuff in the ring. I, I don't know. I think he's probably. I mean, they're, they're promoting his tour heavy, so he's probably back on tour at that point. He's he's had to delay his tour since the pandemic, obviously. So, yeah, the tour doesn't start until like what August, right? Oh, it's not. Oh, okay. Well, if it doesn't start until then, then yeah, maybe he is a mania again. Who knows? I don't think it'd be a long match with Issa. Issa, it'd be fun to see. She she knows <laughs> she she has it in her uh, her calendar when the tour starts. <laughs> Let us know, Issa. Does it start in in August? But she yeah. has the date, the location, the uh, the ticket prices, everything ready to go. All right, Keith is saying he has two sold out concerts during WrestleMania. So okay. all right, I love that picture. By the way, it's surfacing of a. Uh, bad bunny backstage talking to the undertaker it's just like what are they talking about <laughs> <laughs> you know what it looks like it, it looks like bad bunny is asking undertaker like oh, which of my songs is your favorite taker's <laughs> 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 like oh. <laughs> he's like who and he's like who are you but uh, okay well, I, I gotta do this look like it's the lighting okay roger's never mind it looks like i have a black eye Raj is roughing people up who question his journalistic. My underground MMA. (laughs) Raj is taking it's Raj Underground. Wrestling Uh, (laughs) Wrestling Underground. Are you going to Raw next week in Denver? I am. Who's doing the podcast then? Oh, geez. Yeah. You guys. uh, You guys. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for letting us know. Yeah. I've known for weeks, by the way. Uh, (laughs) Um, so yeah, uh there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um so we get a scooter race. Um it's gonna be 50 laps, and our truth is gonna start things off. And I'm just gonna package together both these backstage segments. They start, but then also we are told that uh Lily is real. Um, and we see pictures of Lily with Alexa Bliss as a kid, 
and the the doc shows her a fake lily and she tears up uh of the two segments raj which one was the better of the two (laughs) this is just i mean I, i love alexa bliss i think she's uber talented you know when you see a wrestler trying to act like something else like like when Sting, when Sting did the crow, it was fine because he was silent. He wasn't trying to replicate the, the 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 voice or anything like that. When he did uh, Joker in TNA, it sucked because mm-hmm. he was trying to play this character that exists. And Seth Rollins, I, I have some issues with that too because he, it's kind of the same thing. He feels like he's playing the Joker as opposed to being himself. Uh, Alexa Bliss it just feels like she's playing uh, Harley Quinn, and you're never going to be as good as a professional actor that that does it. So I, I thought everything about this sucked. I, I hate this. It, it's I just find it. I try not to say cringe because my daughters say cringe all the time, and it just annoys the hell out of me. But it was <laughs> cringe. Uh, so I, I. I thought the, the start of the scooter segment was dumb, but it was funny. I was okay with that. But yeah, the bliss, the Alexa bliss thing here. Oh, the scooter stuff was great. I thought they are over delivering on this whole Chad Gable is fantastic. I, I think they're. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't, I don't care that he stole shush from the Miz. I think it works great too. And his bodysuit was hilarious. And though I, I thought the thing was, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was funny. It's stupid, but it's like the, it was short and sweet and, and what it's whatever, <laughs> but to the bliss thing, ah, it feels so, it almost feels like they're doubling down on it. Like, no, no, no. We were right with this and we're going to show you. We were, yeah. right. they, they, after Bray Wyatt being released and then bliss being off TV for, I mean, they could have just chalked it up as okay. It's in the archive. If you remember, you remember it, and they could just totally go something new. And you're right, doubling down is a perfect word, Jack. They, they're doubling down. You know, the therapist is plugging WWE shop to get the Lily dolls. Like what the? Like what? Like, that was that was almost like a manscaped uh, ad there, where he put that in there. He was so uh, forced in WWE.com. Visit Shop Zone. <laughs> uh, but in, in the chat, we have uh, David saying. Raj has the Hulk Hogan black guy from <laughs> WrestleMania nine. Great, great <laughs> reference. That yeah, is who remember for years, uh, I thought Randy Savage gave him that black eye and it turned out to be a jet ski accident. That's what I always heard. It was a macho man. And it wasn't, I, I just, <laughs> I prefer that story. So I'm just going to pretend that's what really happened. So much cooler. But uh, it's not. That's not the. Oh yeah, the Hulkster trying to get a little Hulk with the Macho Man. Payback is mine. Not gonna go down that way. <laughs> uh, Natalie in the chat says, "Twisted Bliss in the Rumble would have been a huge pop. Too bad I miss old Bliss." Instead, we need twenty-second cameos from, you know, all the Girl, cameos. girls who forgot how to, or never learned how to run the ropes. I. I agree that if you if they never did these return of Alexa Bliss, if you took all those away and she just returned as old Alexa Bliss, I think that would have been a huge pop when she came back. I think people would have loved it. But you know, I, I think you have two or three surprises in the rumble, they stick out. When you have twelve, it's uh it doesn't. Yeah. So we got the Miz versus Dominic and the 
I don't know if this is part of what they're going to build to, but they, I noticed the announcers did say that the Miz is jealous of not being on the cover of WWE 2K, which sounds like something they could build off of. But in the end, the story is, uh, I think the story everyone walks away with is I love Miz. He pretends that Rey Mysterio trips him. So Rey gets ejected and then he wins over Dominic. Uh, Justin, I thought this was great because it kind of, Got both these guys going again. Miz gets a win, a dastardly win, as he always does. And I don't think at this point Dominic losing to the Miz hurts him in any way. What What were your thoughts with the, how this one went out? I mean, yeah, you have to get the the Miz back with some wins. Um, you know, he he's always one of your most credible heels. You know, you got to. I don't know what he does for Mania. Um, you know, he just did a he just did a Mania worthy match with the mixed tag. So. Uh, the Dominic, I, I, I don't know. I, I waver with the Dominic thing. You know, obviously, I know he's getting valuable reps. I know we got, I know even when Cena came back at the tail end of the summer, you know, he, he even got to do some six man tags with Cena at some house shows. So, I mean, he's getting reps and he's, get, he's pr- probably getting some great experience and great advice. And he's athletic and he's, he's pretty good. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not like this is a, it's not like this is Eric Bischoff's son type of situation where we're <laughs> really force feeding somebody in a spot. Uh, you know, he's, He's there, and he does. You know, I can see him being there, but I just I can't figure out if I like the presentation of like he's Ray's mascot, and we all just are waiting for him to eventually stab his dad in the back. I, I don't know. I just I some weeks I like it, some weeks I go, yeah, this looks really good. They look good as a tag team. I like this. Other weeks, like tonight, I'm just kind of like uh, Dominic Mysterio looks out of place here. They're turning Dominic Mysterio into the Brooklyn Brawler, like just a job guy. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like nothing. Uh, it, it takes nothing to beat him. And look, when they did Owen versus Brett back in the day, uh, Owen still would get wins here and there. He wasn't treated like a complete loser, like out in the rumble in 10 seconds or whatever uh, Dominic was. Uh, I just think they're killing his credibility to where a match with Ray means nothing. And, uh, I'm not saying he should have won here. I'm, I'm fine with Miz winning. I just think uh, I just feel like they're they're, they're they've treated him uh, to the point where it doesn't seem like a big deal with him and versus Ray. Yeah, I think the my issue with Dominic is I I, I think he's he's great, but without using the words Ray Mysterio, I could not describe him to somebody. And I think that's right. a problem. He's Ray's son. Yeah. If, if I yeah. if you take away being able to say he's Ray Mysterio's son, I don't really know how I would explain someone who doesn't watch wrestling who he is. He needs a badass mask and he needs to kill Ray. Yeah. And otherwise, no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jack, by the way, we're uh, 42 minutes in. I think it's uh, vital to mention Veer, <laughs> Veer Mahan is still coming to Raw. Veer, Veer Mahan still coming, still. Yeah, I actually don't think when, I even. When you're coming for that long, woo! I actually didn't even put it in my notes this week because I was like, whatever. It's. I feel like Space Mountain. I've seen, longest ride in the park, baby. I've seen more Veer ads than I have seen anti-vape ads during Raw. I think, at this point. Your lungs, <laughs> the metal. In your, in your lungs. lungs. <laughs> Do you want Which to do this? <laughs> I mean, hopefully people don't vape. I don't vape. No. Nope. So it must be working. These ads. <laughs> Keep coming <laughs> to Raw, why. but don't vape. <laughs> uh, 
So uh, do you think this is going to be another uh, Elias thing where it just disappears and we never see him again? No, because I think he actually, um, I think he worked a dark match or he did something recently. Yeah, he's been so, working main event. Yeah, so he, he'll pop up. But this, yeah, I mean, it could be. I Actually, it's funny you mentioned Elias. I thought that finally they would just use Rumble as a point to have Elias reappear. And that didn't happen. So who the hell knows what's what's happening there? But, uh... Dude, the guy has charisma, physique. I don't, I don't, I don't get why he's not uh, on TV. He almost, I don't remember a time he came out and there wasn't a big reaction at some point during his segments, like going like big reactions. He could, he could have just reappeared tonight with his guitar and a Los Angeles Rams jersey on and it would have been golden, you know, it would have been great. Yeah. But LA Knight supposedly is coming in soon, which is long overdue in my opinion. That guy, he's main roster. He's not an NXT. You were high on him when he was in TNA, weren't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's he feels like a star. It, when he went to NXT, my thought was, oh yeah, he's doing this just to like check the box of being right. on NXT. I, yeah, yeah. I, I think I can remember Raj. I think I can remember uh, having lunch with you and your wife in New Orleans, and you were like, you you went on like a quick little rant of how much you liked him. Eli like Drake. Eli like Drake. <laughs> it was <laughs> like you, <laughs> we're, we were like we were like ordering. Yeah. We were like having our first round of drinks, and you like veered off into Eli Drake rant. Remember, <laughs> Eli Drake. We went to that bar where you had the the you were in the barbershop chair, and I'm like, it's Eli Drake. He's the next yeah. guy. <laughs> Spirits on bourbon. Shout out. Spirits on bourbon. Dude, he he is great. He I he's everything you want though, because he's he, not to go to an NXT ramp, but like, yeah, he feels like he, everything got- you're looking for. That's exactly what he is. He's not AJ Styles in the ring, but he makes up for it with charisma and uh, just promo ability. And that's hard to find. There's not many guys on Raw right now that can do that. Yeah. It's a fact of life. Uh, (laughs) Matthew Tech says, Miz, don't be jealous of missing the trash 2K cover. Uh, That 2K cover is sick. It looks so so cool. The game will probably not be very good, but the cover looks very cool. So I got a PS5. Yeah, I hear. Got it for my daughters. They were like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Dad. (laughs) It was so anticlimactic. I showed it to them. I'm like, hey, girls, you got a PS5. No, I don't know. I'm going to give them one more week. If they don't play it, then I'm going to give it away on the site. Wait, 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 was was this this year's Christmas? No, this was last week. Oh, okay. <laughs> they uh there's all these people just fighting to get one of those things and they're like, eh, whatever. <laughs> right. Like, what is what is that? Sell it for parts. Yeah. <laughs> uh what if I do the podcast for free for the next three months? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played a video I, truth be told, I haven't I, I the only video game I played in the last decade is my my brother in law has a and I will play Madden with him. I'll we'll, we'll put some money down and we'll play Madden and get real stupid just to play Madden. But I, I feel so out of the gaming community. I used to love I feel oh, out yeah. of the WWE video games too. I used to love the WWE video games and now I'm out of it. Like right. Raw, they're the same thing every time. But the, the, the NES, I, I'm really dating myself. <laughs> uh, like pro wrestling on the, the NES. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Mike Tyson's Punch Out. That was that was my stuff back yeah. in the day. Uh, remember, I, remember on the original PlayStation, the uh, Vigilante Eight, as the cars yeah. you go around and blowing people up as every car was a like a death vehicle. I don't know, maybe. I, don't know. I, I think a Twisted Metal is that a Twisted Metal game? That it was, was just like Twisted Metal, but it was a separate okay. game. It's called Vigilante Eight. Uh, 
I, I, I love games, but I'm always scared to start one because I'm that guy that will like, I'll play for a little bit. And then suddenly like a day has passed. And I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? I played video games all day. I'm that guy. <laughs> Jack, Jack's sitting in the dark. His hair's out of place. It's like, <laughs> it's Armageddon in, in the farmer household. Right. You could, I feel like it's one of those TV shows where you can see the window behind me and the sun comes <laughs> up and it comes down at some point. That's how I just was with the, my, my wife and I. We were like trying to like alleviate ourselves from responsibility of, of kids and trying to finish the first part of the final season of Ozark. And we were just like hunkered down. Like I'm going start, I'm starting that one soon. I think I, I love Ozark and I've been finishing oh, up. Some I watched the first stuff. episode of the new season. It looks great. Yeah. So get, so the, obviously the seven in this first half, it's um, it very much just, I won't spoil it very much. Like you're going to get to the final episode. And you're like, all right, we have to get some, pay off to this this and this and then it's just all hell breaks loose kind of thing sweet i love it real quick best video game of all time go of all time all time time or just sports all time time. my favorite i I guess on the spot i'd say red dead redemption 2 uh i mean when they when 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 the it's it's after nes it didn't come out okay i'm going mike tyson's punch out right that's i i love I love base like I love the Madden, I love the baseball games, I love dynasties, but also I think like when Grand Theft Auto went into a whole new thing, Grand Theft Auto for a moment there was like GTA was a thing of like if you're into mob movies and stuff like that, which I am, I, that was a fun game to play at a certain time. Grand Theft Auto, I'd always like I'd, I'd do the missions for a minute and then I'd just go on rampages. And- yeah, that's what's fun. <laughs> I, I never, I'd never actually beat the game. I just I'd, I'd be doing the mission I'm like no, I'm gonna go on a rampage. We're getting a ton of responses here. <laughs> no Mercy was great. That was awesome. That was really good. That was that was probably the end of one of the better eras of uh, of the wrestling games. But... Some Mario Brothers can't go wrong. You know it was fun too. I had a Sega Dreamcast, uh, which that was so good. Yeah. I love the Dreamcast. I had a Sega Dreamcast, and like they had a. It was a time where if you had the football game for it, you had to be the Minnesota Vikings because they were the shit. Uh, but also, Sega Dreamcast had a game called uh, Crazy Taxi. That was yes. A- Uh, i love that game yeah dreamcast was great it was only around it was around for like a year yeah it was super it was like yeah like um like 2000 probably it was ahead of its time it had the like screen in the controllers like when you played football games you could like select you could select you right 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 yep yep yep, yeah um Anyway, it's next on the video game podcast. Raise the tax. (laughs) up up down down left right left right ba select start uh, contra was awesome Matthew Tech says The Last of Us Part 1. I've heard that's really good. That's another one I'm worried about planning and losing a week of my life to just sitting in front of the TV. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have no self-control. I'm like, oh, I got to finish this. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, this is news to me. Tango says there's a crazy tax on PS4. Really? That's oh, But that's... Does, does it play Offspring when you win? That's what Oh, I'm... yeah, right. <laughs> Class C license. That's what I'll tell you. <laughs> Uh, so we digress. Yeah, we, <laughs> we digress. This is like a podcast with Glenn. We just start, <laughs> everything but wrestling is fair game. Uh, you know, uh, Keith says in the chat, you know how Rob was when we talked video games. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was one of the better Ross in a while, I thought. <laughs> yeah, this was, yeah, this was actually really good. Like this next part where we have Tamina taking on Brooke for the 24 seven title oh, well. and the scooter race <laughs> you say that. And, Rid- and Riddle telling Omos he has beautiful eyes. Any, any thoughts? On those two things? None. <laughs> Beer Mahan still coming. 
Okay, well, this part was great. This part I actually did really like. The Kevin Owens show with Seth Rollins. I loved I loved Seth Rollins. I loved his jacket, and I love that they were doing the whole, hey, can't you just say you won't do it if they don't let me in for without having to win a match? And, and Seth Rollins be like, I don't know if I want to do that. And the tension they're building. Uh, and then, of course, well, we get Theory versus Kevin Owens, and this was yet another austin theory banger of a matchup raj you said you don't like seth rollins because it feels like he's acting i get that he's not that's not who he really is but i feel like it's still entertaining you know when he's with kevin owens it it feels like he's more natural like Mm -hmm. it feels like he it doesn't feel like an act as much as when he's just by himself and he's doing the over-exaggerated laugh and yeah, I thought, you know, I thought this was uh, pretty good. Justin, it seems like they're teasing a Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens uh, breakup down the road here. Uh, which, you know, to somebody earlier, one of our Super Chats were like, oh, if Riddle wins the chamber, then what happens to Seth and Lashley? And I said, what's why do they have to fight each other? Yeah, I think a Seth-Kevin Owens uh, Mania match, that's that's perfectly fine. You got two nights. Um, and Austin Theory, yeah, like... That's kind of like the big like sixty four thousand dollar question. What's Austin Theory's WrestleMania match? And now it 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 it, it maybe could be a title match. Is Probably Shane McMahon. Shane's another one I've heard. Um, or not heard. Well, not heard in the sense of like, but I've seen people you know speculate in fantasy book. Uh, but I mean, Austin Theory, he's gonna have a big match, you know. And it's like, you know, so I'm I'm got my eye on him. He's winning. You know, is it Shane? You know, do does he? I don't know. You know, I don't know. There's somebody you know. There were there was some shit I heard today uh, that uh, Shane McMahon was going to be in the world title match at WrestleMania for the uh, WWE Championship. I, I've asked around about that, uh, and so far, no one knows anything about that. So I, I I cannot see that being true. If it is, just uh, well, I don't know. I mean, Austin Theory, he there, so much could be applicable to his story with him with this whole thing of impressing Vince and like. You could have him against Vince's son Shane. Easy story there. You yeah. could have him against Triple. I mean, I, I don't. If Triple H's health is better, and Triple H, you know, he he's so known for Mania matches, and now that they're back with fans, you know, he's you know a Triple H versus Austin Theory, and whatever dynamic they play there, Austin Theory, you know, again, I've said it. I don't know what this. You know, if you could pull a pull a pull a John Ooh. Cena, I mean, like I don't know. Austin Theory's match is a, is one of the things I am so interested in. WrestleMania because you know it's going to have a lot of attention put into it. The fact that Triple H still isn't even going to NXTs or anything, I think uh, I don't see him wrestling again. Well, in, I don't. In my opinion, I don't attribute that. I don't. I don't attribute that to health. I think if, if the NXT was still his black and gold NXT, and he still wasn't there, then yeah, I'd look at okay, man, his health is something that like he's you know he's taken a certain pace. But the fact that this is not his staff, his crew, his NXT, I mean, other than Sean being there, I guess, in his place, the fact that this NXT vision, I should say, is a total departure from what his was, him not being there doesn't say anything to me. That, that to me, just says that, if anything, maybe uh, the health scare that he had can in some way be a disguise of getting him away from NXT uh, if, if it's not his project anymore without, without Vince so blatantly saying, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm yeah. kicking him off of it. Uh, from what I heard, uh, from from some good from some good sources, I, I don't see Triple H wrestling anytime soon. 
that sucks. That's that sucks. He's he's one of my all time favorites, but health is health, so that obviously comes first. But in 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 Jack's WW2K, it hits different universe mode. Triple H will still be a very much a part of it. Um, <laughs> Austin Theory, I want to ask you guys this, and either one of you can take this, but Austin Theory, week in week out, I feel like best matches on the show. At some point, people are just going to start liking this guy, right? It, even if he's even no. if he's acting like a jerk, like at some point people are gonna be like, "Dude, you're we like when you're out here because you're entertaining, right?" No, no, not necessarily. Um, it, it maybe on AEW Dynamite he would, <laughs> but yeah. no, I, I don't think so. I, I think the way the WWE does condition the crowd, I think as long as he keeps doing obnoxious things like the selfie and you know, uh, I don't know if the, I don't know if Vince is so much of a heat magnet. You know, we didn't see him with Vince tonight, but like, no, I think. They can keep playing Austin Theory the way he is now, and he can. They can still get some more miles out of him being a heel, um, b- before any kind of cool factor sets in. I think we're still a ways away from that. In, uh, on the main roster in WWE in general, you have to have uh, the charisma and personality, and mm-hmm. I think Austin Theory is showing that, and I think that's what's going to get him there. You know, the in ring, it's always nice, but that's not what gets you to the top. Uh, in WWE, and so I, I, I think he's uh, he's getting there. He has that. He has that uh, that charisma and that personality. Yeah, I mean, a big win for him today over Kevin Owens. I he's getting really big wins, clean wins too. By the way, um, so they clearly see something in him. I would say WWE isn't coy about what they do. They, they when they feel a certain way. They let you know, and, and him getting clean wins means they feel a certain way about Austin Theory. Uh, D- Dean Reagan in the chat says, put the U.S. title on Theory at Mania. I'd be down for that. Um, and just you, do you want uh, Well, I mean, okay, maybe. I I mean. Who's the U.S. champion? Priest, right? Still? Priest. That's what, I, that's what I mean. Like, they, I mean, actually, Priest is the first return to this formula, it seems like, of, okay, you're U.S. champion or you're Intercontinental champion you're on the path the next year to 18 months, you're going to be world champion. I, yeah, they, they, that's not it, more, more or less. It's like you have these two world titles in WWE. If you're the IC or us champion, you're just kind of like the placeholder person. That's going to remain mid card for a long, long time. You're, you're Dolph Ziggler essentially. Um, yeah. So, um, well, speaking of Dolph Ziggler, we had Dolph Ziggler in a match against Angelo Dawkins, uh, which, I thought it was kind of interesting to have these these guys in a one-on-one match. Um, even though they've been button heads as a tag team for a while, for some reason, seeing these guys in a one-on-one match caught me off guard a little bit. And Dawkins, clean, clean as a whistle win over Dolph Ziggler. Um, Justin, I want to ask you first. They called Dolph Ziggler a gatekeeper on commentary. Uh, they did try to cover it up a little bit right after they said it, but my question to you is, I, I feel like he kind of is. But how do you feel about them acknowledging it on commentary? Is that something they should say, hey, look, you, he's kind of the the doorkeeper here? Oh, he didn't want to answer that. Oh, he's like, fuck you. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any heat with the commentary guys. Uh, but Raj, I'll just ask you, like, how do you feel about them talking about him as a gatekeeper? Uh, I mean, it's 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 not saying anything that's not already known, right? Yeah. Um, uh yeah so it's uh, you know I, I think sometimes you don't you don't want to be too honest 
because WWE doesn't want you to be too honest, but there is a reality to where certain people are positioned and Ziggler is an amazing talent, but he's been in that spot for forever. He's not a, uh, he's one guy that could use um, jumping to another promotion. If he really, if he's really motivated about his wrestling career, he could use, uh, you know, a, a coat of fresh paint. But right. uh, he's not. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of Angelo Dawkins. I always feel like we always talk about Montez Ford, and rightfully so. Montez Ford is, is incredible. But if, if you ever listen to Dawkins on interviews and things, he's funny. He's got a great personality. Uh, he wrestles good, too. I thought this was a shocking win, to be honest, but I was glad to see it. He's great. Um, uh, he, he's, a, he's a great character, but uh, something's missing. As far as to me, when I when I watch him, like I look at Montez Ford, and I'm like, that guy's a star. When I look at Angelo Dawkins, I'm like, oh, he's good. Uh, he's got personality, but he's not. He's not. He he hasn't put that mix together yet. And uh, you know, I, I I worry that when they do split, uh, he's going to get lost in the shuffle. And you know, sometimes it works out the other way. You know, back in the day. Yeah. When the shield broke up, I thought Seth Rollins was going to be the one that was screwed because you had Roman Reigns. He had the size, the look, everything. And you had Dean Ambrose who just, he had the the mic work and everything. And Seth didn't really have any of that. And, uh, had a blonde streak though. He did have the blonde streak, (laughs) but I remember thinking like he would get lost in the shuffle, but he figured it out. So you can always figure it out. So. Well, and at that time, we always thought, I think, that Ambrose could be the one that was going to turn. Whenever yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We, he was going to be the Roddy Piper heel yeah. uh, bad guy. And yeah, it, they they switched it completely. And and Seth, he, th- he thrived in that. I had a buddy that was a big fan of his all the way like, back in Ring of Honor. He was like, he's a star. He's going to make it. And I'll always admit this is one of my big wrongs. I was like, he's not going to make it. He's too small. Come on. He's ne- <laughs> I, was, I was that guy. I was like, he'll never make it. And now he's like one of the best of all time. And I'm like, I was wrong. You proved me wrong. I'll take my loss. I'll take it. I'll take it with pride. You proved me wrong, Seth Rollins. And now also he's one of my favorites too. So it's double. It's not even like he's good, but it's to my chagrin. It's like he's good and I like it and I was wrong about it. So. Yeah, all those things. Um, we got a uh, a scooter photo finish. We also, by the way, had a fun little bit with uh, the Street Profits giving Matt Riddle a, or just Riddle a drink, but not uh, Gable, and then uh, Otis giving him some uh, steak sauce to drink, uh, which was <laughs> I actually like that. I don't hilarious. know. Why. <laughs> I, again, it was fun. Slow hanging fruit, but I liked it. <laughs> What I liked about it is it was quick. Like, it wasn't this long, drawn-out segment. It was just a quick wham-bam, get your last, move on. Uh, he's a fat guy, so he drinks steak sauce. <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could take a sip of steak, uh, steak sauce. Okay, some A1. In the middle of a race? Yeah. <laughs> if you ever need steak sauce, you're cooking your steak improperly. Oh. That's, that's... Uh, I like a, uh, just a, a, you know, a little bowl on the side. Just a, a dab. No. If yeah. you're cooking it right, you have the juices of the steak, maybe some mushrooms, marinara, but you have you don't need steak. If you're cooking it right, you don't need. You, you, what, kind, what kind of steak are we talking about here? Not like a fillet. Anything, a, a T-bone, sirloin, whatever. You c- cook it medium rare, 
Because filet, mili- filet mignon, you don't have all the the fatty well stuff. So like filet mignons, people get like crazy. They, they, I know some people that they'll like bake them for a few minutes in the oven. They'll do this, whatever. The pop, you need to have pink. Okay, you need to have pink. You you have to have pink. Otherwise, you you're just cooking your meat into a leather shoe. That's what you turn it into. You're wasting. You're supposed to cook it long enough so you can can snap it in half. Like a leather shoe with A1 socks. No, no. Then then go buy the the, the tougher than $2 steak. It doesn't matter. If you're going to buy a good cut of meat, have some pink. It's got to be crunchy when I eat it. What? (laughs) Crunchy? And then you deep fry it with the Twinkies. Deep fry it. Um, so we get Otis versus Riddle that is just randomly added as, digress. Quali- <laughs> as a qualifying match uh, to this um, to the Elimination Chamber. I say randomly, but I love the fact that this now had steaks to it. Speaking of steak sauce, man, I, that was the transition, Jack. You messed it up. Speaking of steaks. Anyways, the um, uh, I love this because I knew Matt Riddle was going to win. It felt like he was going to win, but I... I was loving the idea of Otis in a cage with Lashley and Brock Lesnar. I felt like that would have been so fun to see, but uh, I think you guys would agree the right guy won. And now Riddle is in the elimination chamber. Justin, this has to be the right call, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if he's, you know, I mean, if he was even considered as a potential rumble winner, absolutely put him in this, um, you know, for the attraction, even if he's not going to win a chamber, he's part of the attraction. I mean, you've positioned, I mean, you know, we, we, again, we left rumble like, okay, they didn't build new stars, you know, and that, that's the knock. They need to build new stars, new stars. Austin theory is kind of this, he's this, you know, the special example of getting Vince back on TV and like, they need to build new stars and they have guys that they've kind of positioned again, I'll go through my list again, the riddle, the priest, the almost, you know, so at some point you just got to put them in positions of, of possible, you know, win here. And, um, Omas is not in this priest is not in this awesome theory is riddle is, and that's the right call because they, if you want people to start to look at them as main event talents, you have to start putting them in the company. You have to put them in the company of Brock Lesnar, um, in a match. That's, that's huge. So, uh, yeah, this is absolutely the, the right choice. Who do you think has benefited most from a Royal Rumble win ever? Like, really, it took them from a, a level they were at, and then they went to another level. You know, I've never thought the Royal Rumble win should elevate people. I've always thought it, I've always thought it should be someone who's already kind of the big deal. I know a lot of people say make a new star from someone, but I've always felt like it should be the person that you feel like is going to be the biggest star going into WrestleMania. Yeah? Okay. Um, so I'm trying to think. I guess... Yokozuna? I, I, well, I, I'm, yeah, you have to go deep. I'm looking. I had to pull up the Rumble winners now. You know, I think Bianca, Sean in '95. Sean, that that really did kind of move him from you know mid card IC title single star. Only you know only two years removed from the Rockers to you know, him winning '95 and then again in '96, like that. Yeah, you know, that made you believe, and that made you look at him as you know. And that was also Raj. You remember the transition of. Yeah. the big bulky guys of the eighties to the smaller Sean and Brett. So that was kind of like the changing of the guard that Shawn Michaels want to rumble. It did. Um, but at the same time that, that WrestleMania, did anyone think that Sean was beating diesel? I didn't. Um, I didn't. I, I wanted him to. 
so I'll pass it, but <laughs> Uh, I like Diesel too. I just uh, I like Shawn Michaels too. So. Well, yeah. Ray Mysterio, that's a good one. Trevor Snick. Uh, oh, Ray Mysterio, is that a is a good choice. Well, maybe in, maybe in the WWE world, because yeah, he comes from being just the, in the cruiserweight division of. But but that's in 06. He had been at WWE now for at that point for what three or four years. Right, but he was at that like is you know IC title level, not not a main event guy. Yeah, he hadn't been a champ yet, had he? Even in no. WWE. WCW, who's never a champ. No, 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 no. So I mean, Batista and, and they buried him once he did win the world title. But so Batista in 05, I mean, Batista's breaking away from Evolution at that point. But I would argue got... that he was on that course anyway, even without the yeah. Rumble one. All right, what about Del Rio winning with the forty man Rumble? <laughs> eh. mm. No. Mm. <laughs> when when you think of the the biggest stars of the last twenty years, I don't think Del Rio makes the top twenty. Nah, screw that guy. You know what? Shinsuke winning in 2018 was a surprise, but then it did nothing for it. They did nothing happened. It was no yeah. follow up. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I forget that Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> yeah. wins the Rumble. Same here. Read it. Yeah. Yeah. He is kind of like a um, trivia question. I, I I think Yokozuna. I think Yoko is one where, it, again, we're going, and now that's back in the 90s. Yeah. But, I was trying uh, to think of one not from the 90s because Sean was the first one I thought of. When Sean was good. Yeah, it, it definitely elevated Sean, even though he wasn't. Uh, he didn't well, get there. Yeah. well, to to Raj's point, you know, when Sean wins in '95, it's via you know the, the slight shenanigans of you know, and he eliminates Bulldog, who you know, look, rest in peace, Bulldog. Like, you didn't, I didn't buy. Bulldog. He never had a world title, right? You didn't buy him as going to Mania. Yokozuna, if I remember right, when he wins in '93, he eliminates Macho Man. So the fact that when you see Macho Man and him as the last two, you're like, "Oh, Macho Man's winning this," you know. So yeah, yeah I guess I guess Yokozuna is a, a fair pull. What's it say though? That was the uh, was the, that was like the the sixth Rumble ever. So we have to go that yeah. far back to win. Even it, though uh, I got to think Macho Man versus Bret Hart would have been a better, better WrestleMania nine match. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and instead Macho Man's out there doing commentary. Yeah, riding on uh, uh, camel. Know. Camel. You know, Bobby Heenan had the camel. Saying Macho Man versus Bret Hart would have been a better match in most shows ever, though, I, I feel like. The fact that they, Vince, we digress again, but uh, not doing Macho Man versus Shawn Michaels to get Shawn Michaels to the next level when they were both there, it was such an opportunity lost. Yeah. Um, speaking of opportunities lost, uh, Sheed Black in the chat says they referred to Ambrose as Mox at the Rumble. Um, I don't know what your guys' thoughts on that. I feel like it just uh, makes sense. Like, that's what he goes by now. I feel like WWE's big enough to just call him by what he's known as. I'm not sure which uh, which time Sheed's thinking of, but there was a time in, during the match of uh, Reigns and Rollins where I remember them saying Ambrose. They said the name Ambrose. I think it was, I think it was actually being what he actually meant was the week before. When okay, yeah, because during Rumble, yeah, during Rumble that I I remember them saying Ambrose, and I you know that's kind of like, it's like okay, this is why WWE likes to change people's names so they can own that name, and you know, if they leave, they don't use that name. So I don't know. Um, but uh, Bianca Belair versus Carmella happened. Um, Carmella's got a new mask. Uh, I she looks she looks like the Man in the Iron Mask with that mask. Yeah, there's some weird. It's kind of demolition, like the the mask, like when they when they start wearing the masks. Yeah, uh, maybe since they don't have Karrion Cross anymore, they're gonna start giving her that one. Um, but it's it, it, commentary got a little weird at certain parts during this match because of that mask. But talk about gimp masks and things. But 
Oh, I did mean, they? I don't know if it got, I don't know if there's really much to take away from this. I thought it was good in the sense that it, it kind of reestablished where both of them are at. Bianca got a win. Carmella had a match and hung in there for a minute. I don't know if there's anything to take away. Do you guys have any analysis to add? I heard sexual excellence. Uh, Carmella coming to the ring. <laughs> One of the greatest themes of all time. Here you go, Jack. Here you go, Jack. Here's your super chat. Yes, right. Keith. Right. Keith says in the soup in the chat. Corey had lied of 2022 towards Byron. When you wear your gimp mask, nobody's there to make fun of you. <laughs> I admit that. That's great. Yeah, that's kind of the time. I was like, uh, what do you say back if you're Byron? <laughs> yeah, there are two people. <laughs> it's not often where you're like Byron had a good line. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was a uh, Corey that was great. Byron. Oh, that was great. That was great. She Black also says, uh, McAfee was the one that said Mox at the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, I don't know if you guys have any takeaway from the, the women's match there, but just felt kind of like get Bianca uh, win, get uh, Carmella out there. I think I think Bianca could use the win. I don't know what the WrestleMania plans now are. It just seems all up in the air. Uh, Bianca winning at, you know, beating Becky seemed like the logical way to go. I don't know. Uh, what what do you what feels like a bigger deal to you, Bianca? I'm mean, oh, sorry, Becky versus Ronda Rousey or Charlotte versus uh, Ronda Rousey. I, I think Charlotte just because like. Just the flair aura. I feel like Charlotte, uh, real or whatever, she has like there's like a certain aura around her. Like you know, do girls want to work with her? Is she what? I don't know. I feel like there's just something to play around with her and Rousey. Again, the flair name. I, I feel. I feel like I've got what I've got out of flair Becky versus Ron. Rousey. Just that yeah. Marquee. I, I feel like I. I feel like I got Becky, even though she was a different iteration of Becky. I feel like I got Becky and Rousey. You know. What is it? Two, three, years, whatever. What are the twenty twenty or uh, twenty nineteen? Jesus, you know. I feel like I already got that. I, I think Charlotte would be a, a more fresher take right now. Yeah, I'm more interested in in Ronda versus Flair. Uh, I feel like everything it makes sense, it more sense for the match to be Becky Lynch. But for some reason, I just I I, I don't feel as interested as Charlotte versus Ronda to me. To to me, we've seen Charlotte versus Ronda. They did it as Survivor Series a couple of years ago. Whereas a one-on-one Becky versus Ronda Rousey, it just feels new. And, uh, yeah, but you know they want the people to they want the people to cheer Ronda. They had terrible piped-in sound tonight on a close-up of her with the crowd reacting. You we'll know, get Becky. To that. You know, yeah, all right, all right, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, by the way, we're with Bianca. I love the stat that they showed and they talked about Bianca three years in a row at Rumble lasting longer than anybody else in terms of total time and that that's a pretty cool stat um yeah. which, and, and and shout out to her cardio that she's they, they, they yeah. trust her to that they should say that stuff though it's so easy to yeah. just throw that in and give credibility when she's when they say that it doesn't hurt anyone else but it makes her look like a million bucks you know um sexy pheasant says all right Sex, sexy pheasant to go with that music says sexual excellence with blue chew sexual excellence that's 
sounds like a uh it seems impossible to achieve that's what we heard what, whatever whenever you went to go play the thing rod that's what we heard on your phone is sexual excellence oh was that oh that you so i some... searched on demolition and that's what comes up <laughs> a little snm uh coming up in your uh pre-roll ads there jeez Oh, you got to spice uh, it up. Uh, Sexy Pheasant continues. Ronda versus Rhea would be a lot better than both. Um, I think in a world where Rhea mm. was no. like she was in NXT, then yes. But right now, I don't I don't know if Rhea's there. Yeah, in a world where Rhea was booked well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a uh, couple quick things. Um, uh RKO Alpha Academy Quiz Bowl next week. And I don't know if there's very much to take from that, but it feels like it's fun, but it also feels like, okay, now that we know Riddle is in the elimination chamber, let's just. That's what I mean. It just makes all this stuff just seem pointless. Like, I don't care. Like, I, I'm worried about, I'm more concerned about Riddle and Orton in world title pictures, not. Hey, it's fun, but Gable it also... will make it worth it. It, it feels well, like you'll after- be there you'll be there live yeah. so you can you can verify if it's worth oh, it or right. not yeah that's right i'm going so this is my first ever raw taking uh my daughters oh that'd be fun and uh wwe is looks like they're hooking us up so this is where they really like aew fans. has in the past so aew fans will be like oh mark and whatever you're on their payroll right um, I I feel like this is like the last two weeks of work after you put in your notice. Where like it's fun, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, Julio uh, Villasenor says, "When are they going to announce Taker for Hall of Fame?" Uh, not until they announce when the Hall of Fame will be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, so, the first, that's the first step. So I've been a little out of the loop. Uh, I've had it's just been a crazy few weeks for me. Um. Did they say that the Hall of Fame is taking place after SmackDown? Is that what no, they said? I haven't confirmed that. All they've said is that there will be a Hall of Fame and there will be NXT, but they haven't confirmed the dates, time, and location. But there was a rumor that it's after SmackDown, right? Rumor. Okay. Rumor. Because, yeah, I mean, if it wasn't, you would think that there would be tickets on sale by now because we're, you know, two months away. Yeah, getting pretty I, close. Yeah, I mean, like, look, the Hall of Fame has become like a like a wrestling event where you want to sell tickets to it, you you have a you have a card that's that's staggered. But you know, look, I mean, the, the last Hall of Fame they had with fans, if I remember, because I was there, uh, was the the open that they did. The staging was in the ring, no barricade. The terrible effing fan that tackled Brett. Who knows? They might move back to to a more private ceremony that's just made for TV, made for the, made for Peacock. This seems like they're going to do it after SmackDown, like uh, at the SmackDown taping. Like it's not going to be a separate thing. We'll see. But uh, that's I, the case. I, I went in New Orleans. Uh, I remember going, and the interest level was just nothing. You know, like uh, people are just leaving left and right. The arena was half full. Um, yeah, I just don't think the Hall of Fame is the the draw that it used to be. But it, I, but it, if to my you know what I've suggested and tweeted. If the class is just the Undertaker, if the Undertaker's going to the Hall of Fame, it's a much more interesting class. Just one. Just don't, need him. Don't water it down. Just, just need him. him. Just, just him. need I, him. I think the t- yeah, the time of day and how long it, it is has to be him. 
Because especially the week of WrestleMania, so much is going on that week also. It's not like there's no nothing else in town doing shows either. You know, uh, if, if, if there wasn't like all these other shows happening in the town that same time, then I could see someone saying, I'm making it WWE week and we're just going to do a bunch of WWE stuff. But if I'm in town and they've got all these other shows happening, I'm going to be like, let's do this for WWE. Let's do that for this time. And I don't know yet. It'd be t- it'd be tough to justify a Hall of Fame, I think. And and to Justin's point, I I feel like if if I'm there and I'm t- talking to my friends, I'm like it, the Undertaker is going to the Hall of Fame is a much bigger sell than the Undertaker is going, and so is SD Jones and uh, Iron Mike Sharp. You know, like yeah, you know, like just the Undertaker feels like a much bigger deal than uh, yeah. Much and, and, and if you need to fill an hour of that for TV for fox or usa or peacock wherever it airs you can have three or four keynote speakers and taker's career you can have kane you can have right vince maybe you, you know mcfoley stone cold. stone cold you can just yeah you just have the rock yeah you just have a list of well i don't know if, if, if the rock can make the hall of fame he well, well, by, by video <laughs> wow <laughs> what point be yeah you just have a list of like influential people to his career you know yeah. he, even bruce pritchard you know because bruce was you know you just yeah that that you have you have 40 45 minutes of keynote speakers and the last 15 20 is just give him give him the floor and he should be on raw i think that monday too doing yeah. his we finally get that farewell in front of fans yeah 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 uh, natalie in the chat says becky versus ronda is more interesting to me i want story to continue we never got that one on one agree we'll talk about that in just a moment but first, we have a match that is uh, pretty incredible. I'm surprised I haven't seen it more. AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio. I thought it was solid we, back and forth, and uh, I'd be down to see them do this again on a big show. Clean win by AJ. He's going into the Elimination Chamber. Uh, Justin, let's start with you. Uh, comments on the match, and now that we know all the participants, how are you feeling about the Elimination Chamber? Well, you know, really good match between these two. You know, commentary set it up. You know, neither of these guys are you know, they're, they're pretty equal as it comes to speed and high flying and everything. And this is kind of a little bit of a dream match. You know, you don't this is not a match we've seen a bunch of times and, and the, their careers have been different, you know, areas. So this was, you know, arguably you could, you could have ended Raw with this. You know, they didn't and we'll see why. But yeah, this is good. And I, but yeah, absolutely. When I, when I knew that this was a winner goes to chamber. AJ, you put AJ in the chamber over Ray. You know, I, I think Ray's world title days are certainly past him. He's there, he's there to be there to earn a paycheck, but obviously more personally to liaison his son's career in. So yeah, AJ being in this chamber with Brock, with Riddle, you know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, Raj, any? Um, I kind of felt like this should have closed out the show. To be totally honest with you, I, I mean, I get why they didn't, but. Um, any any thoughts on now that we have AJ in the match? It feels like they teased that Ray was going to be in a rivalry with uh, Miz, anyways. Yeah, I, I, I had tweeted this out before, where but I feel like this match uh, on another platform is the main event. Like mm-hmm. if it's an AEW or if it's in any indie, that it's a dream match, and mm-hmm. uh, just it just was kind of like a eh, uh, a nothing match on Raw. Um, that being said, it was fine, but I just felt like, uh, it just didn't feel as big as it should have been. 
because these are two legends, you know, AJ yeah. Styles and Rey Mysterio. When you really think about it, when you think about that freaking history, I, I, I had tweeted earlier, if Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero was one of the few matches that I try to watch once a year. Mm-hmm. The 97 Halloween Havoc match. He's just, he's just been one of the greats for so long. AJ Styles uh, has been great forever. And having those two going at it, it shouldn't have been a throwaway match. It was, but um, eh, it was it was what it was. And to your point, it's weird. I, I know they've, they've, they've been in matches before, but it feels, when this happened, it feels like it's so rare it didn't feel like a rematch of any kind. It almost, it had that like, oh, we're finally getting to see these two in the ring together feel to it. Right. Which would have been great to see at a WrestleMania or something. Uh, this could easily be a pay-per-view match if it's premium, somewhere else it's premium a premium live event <laughs> live event. yeah a, a ple for short uh sheed black says is ultimate warriors class the best hall of fame class i don't remember the class, what was yeah. warriors class? So, so warriors class is pretty good see so it because hogan had piper yeah but so this was in new orleans 2014 you had warrior jake goes in yeah snake Lita goes in and Dr. Jake said he was going to beat up Warrior, which was total bullshit. Uh, Paul Bear goes in. You remember um, Kane and Duxum? Paul Bear's kids are there. Taker makes a little symbolic thing. Uh, Carlito and them go AWOL on inducting their father, Carlos. Razor goes in. Scott Hall makes his famous, you know, bad guys live forever speech. I mean, that's a pretty, Mr. T, my mama, my mama. That's a class with the 45 minute speech. (laughs) <laughs> that class, that, that front to back, that class is pretty stacked. That is stacked. Yeah, but Hogan and Piper, you can't beat that. But that who is... else? <laughs> uh, wasn't that Orndorff as well that year? Was it 05? No, 05. This was uh, the Hogan year, was that was WrestleMania 30, right? No, 30 was 2014 with the Warrior. Well, okay, so WrestleMania, no. The one, the Trump one, right? Wasn't that the one where he got inducted? Did you mean the match with Trump or the, when Trump was inducted? In the, the match with Trump. I thought that was Trump, the year. Trump, Trump was in the match in 07 with Austin, Lashley, and Umaga and all that. Yeah. Well, wasn't that the That's year that Hogan Man, got Mania, inducted? Mania 23. Hang on. I was at that Mania. Uh, WB okay. 20, what did I just say? 2007 Hall of Fame. There we go. Hogan Piper Sheik. Oh, well, 2000 WrestleMania 23, 2006. There we go. That was it. No, nothing, makes feel, nothing makes me feel older than hearing the people who got went into the Hall of Fame like 15 years ago. Like, I used to, <laughs> not only did they retire, not only did they retire a long time ago, but they went into the Hall of Fame a long time ago. <laughs> makes me feel very old. Man, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I was, Hogan uh, was 05. Yeah, 05. So Hogan, Piper, Cowboy Bob. Orndorff, Sheik. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of think the 2014 class is probably, I don't know. Over Hogan, Piper, and Sheik? Well, because then who else you had? You had Cowboy Bob, Jimmy Hart, Nikolai oh, Volk. First Nikolai, WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. from a historical standpoint, but when you look at 2014, when you look at Paul Bearer, Jake the Snake, Razor, Lita. Hogan alone. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Hogan like, and Piper, too? 
Hogan two of the biggest names of all time. It was look that class is basically uh, homage to Mania One. I'll give you that. That's what that is. The whole what you, yeah, War, Orndorff. You're and, saying uh, you're saying Warrior and Warrior, uh, the collection of Warrior Jake. Also think about over respect. Hogan and Piper. Warrior Jake Scott Hall Lita Paul Bearer. You guys, we need to make this a poll on Twitter. <laughs> I'm well, at, least, at least for the entertainment of watching the ceremony, 2014 was way better than this one. Ah, you lost your mind, my friend. <laughs> I, we should, we should you're you're stuck in 1985. All things considered, the 2014 Hall I remember of Fame. I wouldn't. I, I deleted the article on the site when I saw it because I was like, "There's no way that's real." And I contacted WWE, and they're like, "Yeah, that's real." He died. That, so that morning, that, that that Tuesday morning, I was still in New Orleans, and I had a flight later that day. And me and some people, we went to breakfast. And one of the guys, Brian, that I'm having breakfast with, he goes, he was at Raw with me the night before, when, and he goes, his man, he goes, you know, Warrior didn't look good. He said this to me. We're, we're yeah. having breakfast. He goes, Warrior didn't look he's good. He's red, and, and yeah. And I, I didn't really think much of it. I was like, oh, well, whatever. It's been a busy weekend, and what? I didn't. Just, you know, I just totally dismissed his his concern. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, like an hour <laughs> later, we're on our way to the airport, and like we all start getting like the alert, and we're like, oh my god, like <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, that was. Ugh. I'll never forget that night because it's, I literally got on the site. I'm like, what? I was like going to chew the person that posted the article. I think it was Mark. And uh, I was ready to chew him out. I was like, you cannot post this. You know, there's no way this is real. And it was real. It was real. Crazy, crazy, crazy. time. Well, we had some crazy times to end the show tonight. Uh <laughs> Are we done raw yet? Or are we still in raw? Yeah, almost. Okay. Almost. Ronda Rousey comes out. She's going to talk about who she's going to challenge. And my favorite line of the night was uh, Rebecca, Rebecca stagnating title reign. Isn't her, isn't my problem. It's hers. Uh, Love that. Um, She doesn't tell us who she's going to challenge. I love that. She made Becky wait, even though Becky came out dressed like a uh, queen from a deck of cards. Um, and I actually, this is my favorite time Becky's been out there because the type of character she's playing, I think works best when you have someone that can throw her over her shoulder and rip the microphone out of her hand. Uh, so I actually really enjoyed this. Of course, afterwards, Lita comes out and we realize we're getting Lita versus Becky. Uh, Justin, you're shaking your head. What were you thinking during this closing segment? Well, first off, as the segment's happened, I'm like, they... They're choosing this as the go home. They, they, they could have just used AJ versus Ray. Mm-hmm. Ronda, I, I think Raj tweeted this, so I don't want to steal his thunder. Ronda looks totally uninterested. I, I know that like part of her gimmick is she's like you know bad woman, badass woman, but like you just won the rumble, so it's fine to walk to the ring and be smiling, be kind of you know cocky, you know top of the world. She's like hustling to the ring, dead serious. Not sure if she should smile. It almost looks like she's uncomfortable, like she's trying to remember her lines. It just didn't feel. Whatever, and then they get a extreme close up of her. They com- they clearly pipe in sound. It just it sounded bad. She just sounded unnatural. She she sounded uninteresting. Um, you know, Becky came out and certainly trumped her on the mic. And so at that point, I'm like, this is just a total waste of a main event segment. The surprise appearance of Lita saves it. 
Uh, fun to see Lita, I guess, versus Becky at Saudi Arabia. Obviously, don't expect Lita to win, but still, it's just a nice novelty match. Don't expect Lita in Saudi Arabia to have her thong out uh, of her pants. Uh, just a yeah. commentary there. Uh, but but Ronda, Ronda just seems uninterested. <laughs> you know. Yes, yeah, I don't think she was the best promo of the night. Um, but uh, uh, Carly Robertson in the chat, by the way, says, "Sorry, Raj, I'm with Justin. I think I'm thinking of the <laughs> Hall of Fame thing." Uh, now that that Damn guy it, fired up, uh, Raj. Did you like the way this played? I, I don't know. I felt I felt a little bit like to Justin's point. I would have rather they closed with the match and then done this differently. But Rhonda seemed bored. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if she, uh, it just felt uninspired when she was out there. And then Lita came out, and then it was a totally different story. Lita, you know, definitely picked it up. But I thought Rhonda. I don't know, man. You know, I'm a big Ronda Rousey fan. I, she's a giant superstar, but I thought she just feels like she doesn't want to be there. And I'm sure she does. Cause why would she, you know, why would she come back? She has all the money in the world. Yeah. I was going to say money, but you know, yeah. You're um, right though. You're right though. She, she could probably do other things for money if she wanted to. Like yeah. she could do Hollywood. She could she, fight she, again. She could, uh, she, you know, she has a farm with, you know, raising goats and stuff she's her money what? that she's made before that on farms and raising goats well i'm just saying it probably doesn't cost that much <laughs> like the, the money that she's made over the years i think she's she's good to go uh anyway uh I, I, it just felt like um it didn't feel like a something to get excited about when she was out there with with becky and it should have been and um she just felt like she was like yeah she looked like she was being held hostage to be there. She did not look at all interested to be there. Exactly. I felt like, well, I guess what I was trying to take away from it was it felt like, and the reason I think I liked it across from Becky Lynch is Becky Lynch has always been the, the big time. I'm the star and Ronda Rousey kind of had, I'm not impressed by who you are. And that didn't come off though. Yeah. That, that's when you're like, well, I'll, I'll break your face or something yeah. as opposed to, Hey, I'm here. I don't care about being here. <laughs> I, like I I said, I'm, not, I'm not defending the the promo skills. It, it did. Sa- she sounded quiet too. It sounded like she wasn't wasn't it just projecting. I, I thought it, I thought that whole segment just sucked until Lita came out, and then Lita had that. You know, she made you excited to see that match. You know, whereas Ronda, who's no one in WWE is a bigger star than Ronda Rousey mm-hmm. overall. Right, you know, like uh, mainstream Ronda Rousey is the biggest star that they have, and for her to just be there, just I don't know, just it just felt uh, uninspired. I'm here. I got to point to the sign. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll see if she can pick it up on Friday. That's where she continues to lure us to figuring out who she's going to challenge. I don't know why you would challenge someone before Elimination Chamber. I mean, you don't know who's going to be the champion anyways. So that's <laughs> it doesn't even make sense to do it. But what do I know? Um, I think that does it for us. Do you guys have anything you want to add in before we go? Everyone in the chat, uh, let us know if you have any final thoughts on the show. But I think that does it for us. Got that nothing. Thank you. Nope. Looking forward tomorrow night here in Pittsburgh. I'll be uh, 
live for Washington Capitals at Pittsburgh Penguins hockey. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to Wednesday with Alpha for AEW, a big AEW show here. We'll be talking about Wrestling Inc., uh, CM Punk versus MGF, uh, and all, all that's going on. So looking forward to that. And then next Monday with, uh, with well, Friday busted over, the next Monday with you, Jack, and Sands, Raj, Geary. I know. I, I, I will, you know, dial in. <laughs> but, uh, from Ra- Raw, from backstage. Ra- yes. From Ra- the... Raj online, too. <laughs> I want to see you, like, selfie talking to your, to your phone on the show and, like, buddying up with Nick Khan and everyone else you hang out with backstage <laughs> at the WWE shows. And, Me and uh, Nick taking shots together. I want to see you telling Vince McMahon, like, how to use – Austin theory and how to abuse him going forward. And uh, you know, just all the, all the people you usually hang out with. You know? So raw is going to be on sci-fi next Monday. It, I think that's going to be the lowest rated raw in history. Yeah. And that's the a, one I'm going to. What a blow. <laughs> do you think, do you think it'll be low enough that AEW numbers will oh, yeah. come close to it? No, I think AEW beats it next week. in total numbers. Total viewers, uh, I think it's been clo- it's going to be close, but in the demo for sure. Yeah, the demo I'm guessing for sure, but in total numbers, I don't know what the difference is. Even though it'd be a be a little bit of a unfair comparison, it feels like it'd still be a big win for AEW to beat a Raw. Uh, well, you know, there was there are some journalists out there who acted like FS1 and TNT are equal footing, and they're not. Uh, you're going to see like. Uh, raw on USA and raw on sci-fi. It, it makes a difference. This station. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. Oh, and by the way, I'm not saying it's fair to say that like they beat for, the numbers. I'm just saying, but from an optics, just, just yeah. be able to kind of put it on the mantle and say, we beat raw one week, I think would be a, yeah, something no, they no. won't, they won't let us forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, uh, you know what, you know, AEW, they beat a raw in 1849 last week. Uh, uh, the week before last week, uh, because Raw was against a playoff game, but they didn't uh, brag about it. So I think they know, like uh, uh, they'll they'll take they're taking context into it. Yeah, that's smart. Um, but I think that does it for us, uh, Justin. As you said, tomorrow you'll be on Wrestling Inc. You got a bunch of other stuff going on as well. Well, tomorrow uh, we're going to hockey. Wednesday, no, ho- yeah, hockey. Um, you guys watch hockey? Huge hockey fan. My, my Washington Capitals are coming here to Pittsburgh tomorrow night. I got, I got the luxury suite. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sipping the bubbly, watching Alex Ovechkin of the Capitals stick it to the Pittsburgh Penguins here in Pittsburgh. That's I keep getting it invited to, uh, so I get like club seats to the Avs games, and I'm like, eh, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> this is sweet. This is this is private box. Me controlling it, uh, food and booze all night. That's just the way. This is the way to do. I'm, I'm, I'm spoiled. I won't, I won't, I won't go sit with the hoi polloi anymore. I'm just watching two guys skating around to a one-one score. Eh. I, what? Uh, <laughs> oh, come on, Raj. I say I'm a Kraken fan because they're from it's Seattle's team, but I haven't watched a game yet, so it's That's kind right. of a phony. Nobody's a Kraken. So I went, I went to an Avs game a couple of years ago, and I was like, I did not realize that it's thirds. Like you don't have the the quarters. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that. I was so. a semi uh, Penguins fan for a while because I had a hockey game and Mario Lemieux was incredible. So I always played as them. Uh, that's the, <laughs> that's the whole story. <laughs> uh, 
But that does it for us. Uh, make sure to follow Wrestling Inc. for all the You're news. too pretty to play hockey, Jack. Oh, I would yeah. never play hockey. <laughs> I can't even roller skate, let alone ice skate. Uh, but follow at Raj Geary underscore 303. Follow at Justin LaVar. Follow at Real Jack Farber. Dial him up. Everybody in the chat. 303. Wait, what's the rest of the number? Hang on. Let me, we go. let me give it out. Let me give it out. Are we off the air yet? Don't do the Raj Geary 302. <laughs> <laughs> there's a Raj Geary 302 that's just frustrated <laughs> with all the uh, wrestling stuff they get tagged in uh, that does it for us everyone thank you so much we'll see you next time Veer's still coming <laughs>